We'll speak to Rodney Edwards, Deputy Editor of The Impartial Reporter. Uh, Rodney, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, much too often, Rodney, we have you on the programme, but 30 people have come forward to your newspaper making allegations against 50 different men over the last number of decades in the general Fermanagh area. And this week you're carrying a story in your newspaper about two young people, at least one of whom was a babysitter. I'm not sure if the young boy was babysitting, but they certainly had reason to cross the path of one very sinister character in your part of the world. Yeah, well, as you say, it's another week, Frank, and another heart-rending tale. So two more victims have come forward in the the last week uh, to speak out about the alleged abuse that they say they faced as children. And these allegations are just as disturbing as as all the others. It's all about the alleged abuse of a 13-year-old girl and her 14-year-old brother by a man trusted by their parents and a man who was in the education sector. So we explore their stories this week, the alleged abuse, the intervention by their school when the girl thought she was pregnant as a result of the abuse, and the RUC not pursuing the case because there wasn't enough evidence. The little boy also claims that he was then abused by multiple men, including a farmer when he was 15. And now over 30 years on, this man and and, and woman, both of whom are in their 40s, have bravely spoken out because they desperately want justice, like so many of the alleged abuse victims in Fermanagh. Will they get justice? Is it being taken as seriously by the police as we're led to believe it's being taken? Are the police treating it as seriously as your newspaper is treating the overall topic? Well, the overall uh, topic is obviously something that is 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 widely discussed uh, here in Fermanagh and and elsewhere. It's it's what everybody is talking about. Not only are they talking about their shock and horror, some of the stories that they're reading or hearing about, but they're also uh, talking about their frustration in terms of the the police investigation and 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 the the lack of of prosecution uh, so far now. In the defence of the police, you know, they would come out and they would say, well, actually, this takes time and we need to go and we need to speak to everybody. We need to get statements. We need to, to make sure that we've got everything uh, covered uh, and then we will we will pursue. And I know that while the police and I will not comment on how they're getting on, I do know that they have spent the past week interviewing alleged victims. So there's a specialist team, uh, Frank, as you know, that has been set up just for this in Fermanagh. And I understand that they have been interviewing uh, alleged victims in Enniskillen and Oma police stations. And most of these victims are, are most of these alleged victims have previously featured in, in the impartial uh, reporter with some of their, you know, real shocking stories. So that dedicated team is working on it. And I think what everybody wants to see is justice for these victims. Well, obviously the police are doing exactly the right thing then if they're talking to everyone who has brought a story to you. The allegations against the person who worked in the education sector who the 13-year-old was babysitting for, is that education sector worker living or dead? Living. So this is a man of, of advancing years who will know that the finger is being pointed at him? 
Well, I don't know if he'll know. He may well do. Um, the, 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 the boy uh, also obviously claims that at the time he was abused by another man as well. In fact, multiple men. And one of the men he, he, he knew the identity of, and that person is also still alive. So these two, the, this man and woman, are both um, making allegations about two people who are still living uh, and working uh, in the county. And they were confronted. The man, the man was confronted. The man who is alleged to have raped the 13-year-old girl, he, he was confronted by the father of the young woman. Am I right? He he bumped into the alleged abuser uh, recently, in recent weeks, and he claims that the alleged abuser laughed in his face. So I've interviewed uh, the two alleged victims, I've interviewed the father, and I also interviewed the one of the teachers who alerted the police at the time, uh, because obviously um, what was going on back then sparked pregnancy fears, for the, the 13-year-old girl, and she approached her, her teacher, and then approached another teacher, and then approached the principal, and then the parents were called in, and the police were called in as a result of that. And the police did speak to both of the alleged victims, um, but they then returned to the, to the father's home and said that they would not be able to pursue the case because there wasn't enough evidence. And you're being approached by people from County Fermanagh, some from the hinterland around Tyrone, but generally from your readership area. And I know this is about the fourth time we've had you on, uh, Rodney, and I know we've touched on this every every single time, but it couldn't just be in Fermanagh. Or was Fermanagh so blighted by abusers that that part of the beautiful country in which we live was destroyed by a group of people who were in some form of paedophile ring. Yeah, well, I suppose there's really no way of, 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 of me being able to answer that question uh, because I just I just don't know. I mean, if we look at some of the stories that we've been covering since March, you'll see some similarities. So in some cases, the same names are coming up. In some cases, the same locations are coming up. Um, I think there's a there's a theme almost whereby um, a lot of these alleged incidents took place during the Troubles. A lot of these incidents were not followed up uh, correctly by the police at the time. Um, a lot of these uh, these alleged abusers were never prosecuted. So I don't know is is, is the answer. Is it was it because the police were busy dealing with the Troubles? Was it because it was a different time and they just they just maybe perhaps didn't know how to handle it like they do now? I just don't know. Um, but what I do know is they, every single week that I put these allegations to the PSNI, they come back every single time and they say, we would reiterate that if anybody has information about child sex abuse in Fermanagh, come and speak to us. Things are different now. Uh, we have different ways of doing it. Uh, and they did that again yesterday in regards to this particular story. This this particular story is, is, as I say, just as shocking as the others. And those two people desperately want justice. And the police have said that they will review their cases, which I think is, is good and very good and reassuring for those alleged victims. Because 
They're both married now. They've got families and they still struggle with the pain of what happened over 30 years ago. And in the meantime, finally, people are protesting on the streets. There's more of this in in, in and around Enniskill and people with with placards. Yes, there was a protest um, carried out at the weekend and it was held outside Enniskill Courthouse and Enniskill PSNI station. And there were people holding uh, placards calling for justice for victims. Uh, there was one placard that said no more covering up. They were also holding copies of the impartial reporters' coverage. And it was very, very moving because some of the people that were there um, made some very, very, very powerful speeches when they spoke um, and spoke so movingly about the need to help victims in Fermanagh and the importance that that everybody takes this seriously. And as I said to you last week, Frank, it's not just the PSNI that uh, have to look at this very closely, but it's other authorities as well. And again, which we've seen today when we're talking about the education sector, here are more questions for the education authority. Um, so it's not just uh, the PSNI, if you like. Um, there's so many others that need to be uh, sitting up now and really listening because People are getting more and more angry and more and more frustrated. And meanwhile, more and more victims are coming forward and will continue to do so. It's incredible the numbers that are coming uh, forward. Uh, Rodney, thank you uh, for that. Rodney Edwards, Deputy Editor with The Impartial Reporter, the paper that's been running this now for the best part of three or four months, almost on a weekly uh, basis. Donal Coffey is one of the community representatives. He's a councillor with the Cross Community Labour Alternative. Uh, Donal, good morning. Good morning to you, Frank. Uh, Donald, you've been part of the street protest. You've been uh, lobbying on behalf of the victims of the uh, people who've made the allegations down in, in Fermanagh. As a, as, a, as a public representative, how, how do you see all of this? And how does it reflect on Fermanagh and attitudes in Fermanagh at present? Well, it's obviously hugely concerning because every week, Seems to, uh, we seem to be greeted by further um, allegations of very serious historic sex, sexual abuse that's occurred basically with children around Fermanagh, extending back over decades. And it's, it's just something I think we need to see some action on. Uh, the community is obviously in shock, uh, although I think a lot of people would have recognised that there were issues going uh, back in, uh, in, in terms of attitudes and the prevalence of these sort of um, behaviours. So uh, really what we're looking for is uh, we need to see justice for the victims and that's why we mobilised um, trade unionists, uh, concerned citizens, uh, joined with actual victims to come out on the streets. We took a protest onto the steps of the courthouse in Enniskillen, uh, but our aim is to take it beyond the steps and over the threshold we want to see uh, the justice for what, what has occurred. Um, and there's a lot of questions about whether there was a pedophile rings operating in the county, whether there was um, cover-up by the police, and, and how it interlinks, say, with the history of the Troubles. Do you think people will get justice? We have to be patient with the police, obviously. They are interviewing those who have made the allegations. They're doing this at two separate police stations. They are, they've set up a specialist team, a modern-day specialist team, and they're to be 
commended for that. They may be open to incredible criticism for how they dealt with it in the past. We we cannot be sure. The other sectors may be open for criticism, including the, the education sector, some of the stories that we've been hearing. Uh, people who have organised a, a, a travel for children may be open to uh, criticism in the future, going by the stories that, that we've heard. And certainly, uh, at, at least some elements within the Catholic Church will be open to criticism, again, based on the allegations that have been made over the last uh, number of weeks. But one thing, one, one common theme throughout all of this is people are coming forward who were 13 or 14 or 12 or whatever years of age, but it was roughly around that age, young, you know, adult after adult coming forward to tell stories about what it was like to be a child in Fermanagh if you crossed the path of any one of these uh, 50, so, 50 or so men. That is, uh, it's, it's, it's quite shocking. Like uh, at, uh, about an hour after the protest on Saturday, uh, I just happened to be uh, waiting around, waiting for my wife to come out of work, and uh, someone approached me, and he just, out of the blue, he didn't know who I was, and he told me about he'd been abused when he was a nine-year-old, and um, I said, well, did you go to the police on that? And he said it was, he basically got, went there, and they didn't really want to pursue it, so... You know, this sort of thing is there on some of these the surface. It seems almost every institution in our society in Fermanagh has been subject to um, this sort of behaviour. Uh, I think there's systematic failure. This issue wasn't taken that seriously or for whatever reason it wasn't addressed properly. And obviously what we must say to every anyone that knows anything about this, encourage them to go to the police, encourage them to go to the relevant authority because uh, we need to see some justice come out of this. Uh, there needs to be accountability. And I think that if there is a, a specialist unit come down to a deal with this, that's a welcome development. And we want to see uh, results come out of that for the victims because at the end of the day, that's what it's really all about. Absolutely. Donald Lukofi, thank you very much for your time this morning. Thanks to Rodney Edwards, Deputy Editor of The Impartial Reporter. And you can read more about it, of course, on The Impartial Reporter's website or indeed if you purchase their newspaper. Uh, 02890 Shocking, absolutely stomach-churning stories. Week after week in one small part of Northern Ireland. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.